Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Have you ever fired yourself because of incompetence? I have. There have been many occasions where I have lost cleaning clients. I think at one point I counted in my QuickBooks record that I had maybe 75 roughly bi-weekly, weekly, monthly recurring house cleaning clients over my 14-year business in New York. But when I had finished that business and sold it to Ian, I had 17 clients. So 17 out of 75, that means I've lost a lot. And it's just the nature of the business. Some clients you have for a very short season. Some bring you on and keep you for a decade. And I've had a couple of those. Others, I've shared in the previous episode, like I had in Pennsylvania, hired me for a day. And that's fine. I would say the majority I probably kept for like that two to four year window and at any point I would carry 20 to 30 clients and they would leave. The mom would go back to work or the mom would come home from work or the budget wouldn't allow the cleaning anymore. Whatever the situation was, I just thank them and move on. No big deal. Just keep adding new clients. But in the end, when I was let go, it wasn't because I said, I'm out of here. I quit. It's because they said, hey, Ken, just want to let you know that we're not going to need your services anymore. And I've been let go in multiple ways. And some I don't recommend. If you're out there listening to this show and you are a homeowner, a mom, and you're hiring a service and maybe you're not happy with them, do you know that there's a good way to let a cleaner go? You don't want to do it via messenger or via text I mean, the best scenario is you do it face-to-face. When they come over to your house and things aren't going well, you just say, hey, Ken, this has been a great experience. I really appreciate all the hard work you've done. Hey, our family's going to go a different direction, and we're not going to require your cleaning services any longer after such and such a date. And I recommend you give that cleaning service about a month so they can plan for that because they're going to lose some income. Now, some services are going to have penalties and fees. I never did it that way. So I just, as a courtesy, give me two weeks or at least a month worth. And that was great. And Emily, who was in Moms Healthy Moms Healthy Moms, she hired me for a year and she did that. I mean, she was amazing. She allowed me to know a month ahead of time so I could plan for it. I knew I was losing some income. No big deal. Move on, right? But I've had people that have done it differently. They sent me a text. Hey, we don't need you anymore. Okay. I text back. Is everything okay? Didn't hear a single word back. Alrighty. Some did it by email. I think I've even had one where I showed up at the house and there was nothing, no check on the table. Nothing was prepared. I called up. Hey, I'm here. Oh, yeah. We forgot to tell you we we don't need you anymore. Uh, Great. Thanks for the heads up. Now, over time, I learned to identify better clients, which ones were really in it to have a relationship and to build a really strong connection between homeowner and cleaner such that a longer term relationship could exist. And those are the ones that I ended up with after 14 years of running that business. 
But there was one time when I did fire myself, and I'm very proud of myself for handling this the way that I did. I picked up a client in 2015. It was a great client, beautiful home. The gentleman worked from home, consultant, made great money. I'm not going to share his real name, but I will call him Bob. Bob is the name that my kids really like. Whenever there's something funny, they just think the name Bob is hilarious. I don't know why. It just is. Bob is a perfect name to use. I cleaned for Bob. His house, like I said, was gorgeous. Hardwoods everywhere. It took me a while. We had a nice system going. He had this beautiful home theater in the basement. His son was becoming like a hardcore go-kart racer, competing in races with a helmet, you know, high-speed stuff. But his freedom that he had built in his own company and in his lifestyle allowed him to take his son all over the Northeast. And it was pretty amazing. So Bob and his family had an epic kitchen. The island was about 18 feet long of granite with its own sink. The main countertop was wall to wall and they had this stainless steel oven. It was huge. Eight burners on it. And each of those grates that covered the burners were like five pounds a piece. They were heavy. It had a giant oven hood above it to suck all that grease and hot air out of the house. It was a massive unit. This could have been on some kind of a a food network. I bet it's the same one that they use on some of those shows. So I cleaned that thing every time. Took the grates off. Cleaned up the inside. The knobs. One thing I noticed is... When I was cleaning the knobs at the end of my kitchen, I would wipe the knob in a counterclockwise or clockwise direction. And sometimes I would kind of turn it on. It was the knobs were on the front of the unit, not too high off the ground. So it'd be easy even for me to bump into them and turn the knob on. As I was cleaning them, I'd notice I might have kind of kicked it on a little smidge and I would quickly turn it off. And if, if I did leave it on, you know, gas would run. I said, oh, okay, let me turn that right off. Well, one time I didn't get so lucky. I cleaned the house, did a great job, left the house, moved on, did another house, got home, and then I got this text from Bob's wife. Just got home and the burner is on. This is totally unacceptable. The whole place can be gone. Not trying to be dramatic, but this is dangerous. I know Bob reminded you to make sure the burners are always in the off position, not happy at all. I fully panicked. I had no idea what to do. Obviously, I must have bumped the burner or notched it on a bit when I was finishing the kitchen and I left the house without checking it and the house was filled with gas from the burner as it had been on for at least six hours after I left. I was petrified. I'd never been so scared in my business. This wife is now home. They have a a son is a year older than my own. I could not believe I did that. I checked in. Is everything okay? Yes, it was okay. They opened the windows. They're having it checked out. And all I could do was apologize. And here's how it went from here. And I'll just read my follow-up texts. Oh no, not acceptable at all. I am so thankful it is okay and I am so sorry. I don't know what else to say except a thousand apologies and how thankful I am that my idiotic move did no damage. I will have to work extra hard to earn back your trust. I thought about things that night, dwelled on them, prayed on them. 
how do I do this? How do I fix this? And you know what I came up with? I know that I made a big mistake. This is a massive mistake. That house could have literally burnt down. She could have gotten home for whatever reason, lit a match, turned on a burner. The whole house could have blown up. I could have been responsible for the deaths of three people. The the impact of what I did literally was setting in minute by minute. I had trouble sleeping that night. And when I woke up, I knew what I had to do. I knew that what I had done was an unreconcilable offense. No matter how hard I worked to repair trust, this one was not going to happen. And I thought about this family as if, what if it was me? What if it was my own wife? What would I do in this situation? And I realized, and I was honest, If someone had come into my house and done that, I don't care how good of a cleaner they were, I would fire them. I would fire them immediately. I would never want them to step foot in my house again because that is such a trust breaker. That is such a major offense that I cannot afford to take that kind of risk. And so I I knew what I had to do. I called up Bob and I just leveled with him. I said, Bob, I am... So, 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 so sorry. He's like, I know you are, Ken. It happens. Me and my wife have been talking about this. And I said, Bob, let me just tell you what I'm thinking. Is that okay? He said, sure. What are your thoughts? I said, Bob, here's what I've come to the conclusion. I put myself, my wife, my son in your position. And if that had happened to us, Bob, I would not want that person back in my house. I'm all about trust building. But in this case, this is unreconcilable. If I'm you, I think you need to fire me. And I don't want to lose you as a customer. You're one of my favorite customers. But I believe this offense is so unreconcilable that you need to fire me and find someone else so you can rebuild the trust from scratch. And I was totally honest. And I believed from every fiber that's what I needed to do. I told him that you should fire me. I didn't want to lose the job, but I just knew that was the right thing to do. And you're listening to this, you may think I'm crazy, you may think I'm not. So regardless of what you think or what I thought, let me tell you what Bob thought. He listened, and he just paused for a few seconds, and he responded, Ken, I can't tell you that the thought has not crossed our mind to fire you. We were really struggling with this, because, yeah, you're right, what happened? It's a tough one, it's a big time trust breaker. And we didn't know whether we should let you go, but you've been such an amazing cleaner. I mean, we were thinking about, do we give you a second chance or not? But I just have to say, Ken, I really respect you for what you just said to me. And I'm very thankful how much you care for our family to say what you just said. So thank you. Would you mind giving me a few weeks? Let's skip the next cleaning and just let my wife and I think about this. And we'll get back to you after Thanksgiving. I said, No problem, Bob. Thank you so much. Again, a thousand, a million apologies. I can't believe I did that, and I feel terrible. He says, I know you do. Two weeks later, I got an email from Bob, and here's what he said. Ken, we wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. Following our call a few weeks ago, and after a lot of consideration, we think it is best to suspend your cleaning service at our home. I'm going to take up the cleaning Pine being by myself and see how it goes. We're truly appreciative for all your hard work so far, and especially our spirited, congenial conversations, and we had many of them. So I fired myself, 
Bob agreed, and that was the end of it. But it wasn't the end of the story. Because Bob and I stayed in contact. All throughout the time that I worked for Bob, his son is a year older than my oldest, and he's such a generous, him and his wife are so generous. They would buy top-of-the-line sporting wear and equipment and different things, and they would just say, hey, would you like us to donate this to you versus dropping it off at Salvation Army or something like that? I said, please, absolutely. So I would take home really nice clothes, give them to my oldest son. It would save us money. It was great. We're so thankful. And you know what happened? I didn't clean for Bob anymore. But from that time, the end of 2016, to almost two years later when we left New York, Bob and I stayed in contact. We were still friends. We still messaged each other on Facebook. I still went over to his house a couple times to pick up some clothing from my son. He even gave us his old bed, a really nice bed with a with a drawer underneath. And then coming up to Pennsylvania, as you know, I set up a Google My Business profile and I've been collecting reviews. Well, Bob is one of my reviews. I can't tell you which one it is, you'd figure it out. It'd be easy to do. But I'll just tell you that one of the reviews that I have is from Bob. And he left a really fantastic one and talked about how good of a cleaner I was. He didn't mention how I almost burned his house down. I'm glad he didn't. But even if he did, I would own this one. And that's the lesson here. I made a mistake, a big mistake, a really, really big mistake. I believe it was unreconcilable. But I took ownership of my mistake. And I believe that's why Bob respected me so much because of this ownership I took. And I grew as a human being that day when I took that ownership. So what's the lesson for you? You're going to make mistakes. Take ownership. Take ownership. And if this mistake is bad enough, you may have to follow in my footsteps. Because some things are really hard to do, like putting toothpaste back in the tube. All right, Solo Cleaning School, that is the time I fired myself. I believe there's definitely some takeaways in there, taking ownership, being responsible. Hey, keep an eye out for these stoves because there are some really gorgeous stoves and those knobs are on the front and you can literally bump them as you walk by and it can turn that knob on. I would put a check in your quality system, in your house checklist, whatever you do to keep track of your work at each house. I personally recommend that you check those knobs before you leave the house because it's that important. Yes, you might leave some lights on once in a while and that's not good, but leaving the stove on, that could be fatal. So yes, I'm being serious. Yes, I'm being dramatic because I still have to live with that guilt. I'm just so thankful nothing happened. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>